Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. <laughs> I'm tired. I mean, Phil. <laughs> I'm Cole. gone from the life of leisure to <laughs> what are, yep. hanging out with teenagers all day is it yeah, weird I mean, having a job phil it's super weird it is it's so it's so weird i feel so bad for you <laughs> <laughs> honestly it, i i don't think my voice is <clears throat> at this point i don't think my voice is because i'm sick i think it's because i went from n- using it sparingly throughout the day to using it 100% of yeah. Yeah, and the you're, day. Yeah, you're talking a lot. Talking is bad for your voice anyway. And then you're talking like constantly. Loudly. And you're yeah. talking yeah, at a high volume. Yeah, I have, I have two sophomore classes and, and I do a whole lot of guys, guys, guys. I do a yeah, lot yeah. of that. <laughs> <laughs> you should just use the, terrible. the elementary techniques. Where you count what? the like elementary school techniques to get them quiet. Where so there's yeah. one where you say one two three, eyes on me. Yeah, Ooh, that's good. And then <laughs> they all look at you. And there's some. It's like call and response. There's like these call and response exactly. things that they do. And then they're supposed to shut up. Yeah. I don't or, know how well. Or I can. Or I could say waterfall, and then the whole class has to go. Shh. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. <laughs> Except or, high, high school kids are too self-conscious, so they'd never participate in something like that. Or they would just yeah. go overboard. It's not they cool enough. Make the noise exactly, they just go overboard. Straight. Yeah, exactly. Or, as loudly as possible. <laughs> or to conserve my voice more, I could just hold a, a hand signal up in the air and wait for them to all do it with me you know, like a middle finger, like just hold my middle finger up in the air. <laughs> and then that would be an, I'd, that would probably get him to quiet down the first time at least. <laughs> Whoa. Um, when I was in high school, when we would have assemblies, like the principal would go up and like hold his hand up in a V formation, like peace sign, you know, and that meant be quiet apparently. Here and they would do it worked like, with an entire auditorium of kids, they would do the three fingers. Which is funny because it's like a scout thing, you know. Oh, they would. Yeah, yeah, the Boy Scout thing. I was thinking more like a W at first. No, like together. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a Hunger Games thing. Is it? Is it three fingers in Hunger Games that they hold up? It's two, I think. Maybe so. Is it? Yeah. Is it two fingers and then one down and then the other one up? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different thing. That's a different. Uh, <laughs> Cultural reference. I couldn't say it without laughing. <laughs> I was just trying to yeah. say it without laughing, but I couldn't. No, it's the Dane Cook super finger. Dane Cook. That's stupid. That guy. Dane Cook's he's the like, worst. He's, he's comedic herpes. Um, Isn't it weird that Dane Cook was actually a thing? He was like a so very popular, popular thing. Yeah. Yeah. When I was doing my undergrad, he was super popular. 
That's a really douchey thing to say, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Normal people don't say when I was doing my undergrad. (laughs) When I was working on my dissertation, uh, Spice Girls were on the radio all the time. It's a useful distinction, though. Like, It was not when I was in grad school. It was when I was doing my undergrad. Now it sounds even more douchey because I keep talking about it. I know. Like guys, I went to grad no, school. No, really, I seriously have a master's degree. Like, not joking. <laughs> All three of us went to grad school, though. So it's That's not true. like you're, it's not like you're special. No, I know. I'm just thinking of our poor viewers who <laughs> who didn't go to grad school. Who clearly haven't gone to grad school. Yet. Going Very to grad school is easy, though. We're we're like starting grad school. We're so much better than all of our listeners because we've we've all attended grad school. Yeah. I actually finished even. I, finished. I was awarded the degree. Wow. Yeah, participation trophy, basically. I mean, a degree in English. How hard is that? Poetry. Oh, that's what Poetry, it was. Yeah. What do you got to um, do? Write some poems? Rhymes? I wrote, some rhymes. I wrote a lot of poems. And Spit some, some rhymes. Um, the, thing about, the thing about poetry, like those kinds of programs is it's not really like based on work so much as like so like you get in based basically on like raw talent so it's like and then the degree you basically just have to do stuff to get it it's like you're not going to fail out so it's kind of like you just get a degree just for being good at something already yeah. Have we talked about this? Which I guess is like did, a lot of like music degrees too. Yeah, you just have to be good enough to get in and then you get a degree yeah. if you hang did, out long enough. Yeah. I, every time we talk about your uh, masters in poetry, I always think uh, about David Duchovny. Have we talked about him? <laughs> no. Uh, not in that context, I don't think. I'm sure we've talked he, about him a lot. He, he has... He almost had a, I think it's a PhD in poetry, uh-huh. and he he didn't finish writing it, and um, and then started acting. And I remember in an in interview he was saying that, um, at one level he was he was defending his thesis at, or whatever, and then um, not the thesis but the other one, and um, then like failed, and so he had to go back to you know to rewrite it, and then he just didn't. But he was sitting there and they asked him some question that he had absolutely no idea what the answer was. And he talked for like a solid five minutes, just complete BS off the top of his head, like random assumptions and making, you know, pulling metaphors together that had nothing to do with what they uh-huh. were talking about. And the they they all like sat there nodding their heads, looking at him, and, and he was like, I don't know if they're buying this. Like nobody's saying that's not true, but and he, and then uh, then they're like, nope. <laughs> Afterwards, <laughs> and, then, and then he he got into acting and never finished it because nope. you know a ton of work to rewrite it. But did um, you find this when you were searching for successful people who didn't finish grad school? <laughs> no, I heard him in an interview talking about it. Okay, because <laughs> I went through that phase too. <laughs> Where I was like, "Hey, where you googled people, all the time?" <laughs> lots, of people, lots of people didn't finish grad school. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not. You know, a failure. Dane Cook. Yeah. <laughs> Dane Cook didn't finish. Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady. 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. So, guys. Um, so, <laughs> so this episode is interesting, is exciting because we have a new sponsor. It's brought to you by not one, but two different rope companies. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of what whom, do you mean, Aaron? One of which makes ropes for your guitar, and the other of which makes ropes. For your guitar. For your guitar. Both make metal. <laughs> They're both metal ropes. They're both metal? Yep. Sometimes they both have some kind of wrap around them. Yeah. <laughs> they, some kind actually, of wrap they around. both do. All of, all of them, they do. Can we oh, make that the episode title uh, some, some kind of wrap around? Do they? The, all? The high Bs, the high Es. Don't have any wrap around. No, that's why. Why did you say all? I, I, just, I just realized. Oh. <laughs> besides, besides at the, the high ease at the ball end they have wrapped. they have a twist Ooh. they have a twist they have a twist i don't know if you could call that a wrap because only that's why i said some of them do because not all of them have the silk wrap yeah but you can have the silk wrap okay and you anyway can those are the colors of the mexico <laughs> why flag you why don't you say the name color. of those of two things are sinusoid <laughs> yeah. Sinusoid makes cable ropes. And for vampires. Yes, for vampires, the hundred year guarantee. Um, and then the other one is <laughs> I'm not, I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> the other the other one is the Gabriel Tenorio string company. Gabriel Tenorio string company <laughs> makes really good strings. Gabriel in Los Angeles. We've talked about him a little bit before. Um, if you have not tried them out, try them out. He makes strings specifically for like every kind of guitar, um, Gibson, Lake, Telecaster, Jaguar, Jazzmaster. Um, he makes acoustic strings too. It's really cool. Handmade. All the lengths. Super good. Like he spends time figuring out the tension for each instrument. Yeah. All the lengths. All the gauges. And he accounts for like uh, really good bridge, you know, like length between bridge and, yeah, and like the string yeah, bridge design, and they're literally designed for specific instruments rather than just tensions. And a key difference is their uh, their round core, right? Which and and which hand makes wound. it harder. Yeah, which makes it harder, I guess, to consistently manufacture them like in in mass, which is why most companies don't do round core, but. Right. Uh, it makes them a lot more. It makes them last a lot longer because they don't get all filled up with crud. They don't yeah. get all decroded. The funny thing yeah. is, <laughs> hex core is one of, those, one of those things that, like, one of those stupid marketing weird marketing. I know, things. like it used to be a selling point. <laughs> uh, make like make it a selling point. Yeah, it's like we have to do this. So, like, have you ever watched Mad Men? Um, yes. Like early on in Mad Men, they're talking about. I remember this one specifically. They're talking about Lucky Strike cigarettes and one of the things is like lucky strikes things they always say they're toasted like it's toasted um so so they put that in the advertisement but the in the episode they're like but all tobacco is toasted like all cigarettes are toasted like yeah but no <laughs> yeah. one talks about it so we're gonna say it and people are gonna think it's special <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's that's freaking genius <laughs> like hey these ones these strings have a hex core yeah, they all do. <laughs> all the metal well, strings have X score. And in this case, it's an inferior. I mean, I guess some people would argue it, but yeah, yeah. But well, I mean, it probably does solve. So it it 
like it literally would solves, make strings yes. more consistent and better quality in a yes, large scale. It some some problems and because you couldn't do round core strings that many without like making them super expensive because they would you just wouldn't I, have the same output. Yeah, but but having having round core also helps. Uh, like it makes the string uh, more flexible, like mm -hmm. in a transverse sense. So you get uh, you tend to get more high frequency response and it and uh, they're more consistent over the life of the string. Yeah, all I know is I've had mine wise. on my Jazzmaster for like three or four months now. Yeah, at you've least. had them for a long and time. They sound, they feel new still. Yeah, it's crazy. And then Sinusoid, they actually do hex core, which is like, why even bother? You know, hex like core. Hex just core carrying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just electrons, but you know, Ugh. they do their best. Um, if you join the street crew, this is since we're doing ads. If you join the street crew, you get a discount code to Sinusoid. Heck yeah, that's that's kind of neat. So check out both those companies because they're both really cool guys. Andy and super chill, Gabriel and really exciting companies. So we're excited to be working with both of them. Also, we um, because we're we're snobby like that. We we've decided to put our foot down and only have West Coast companies be uh, sponsors of the show. So West Coast Rope Supply, if you're listening, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, I want to get an actual like rope sponsor. <laughs> I know. How good would that be? I wonder if there are like, act, like boutique ropes, you know, that people buy for like sailing or something. Right. And, and like go. we could say West Coast Wire Rope. <laughs> West Coast wire rope, marine so equipment like, and supplies. They're from Oakland, Phil. So that's like cables yes. for winches and stuff. I guess, yeah. I'm sure you like, could use that stuff to like tie up your cables. When they say wire rope, are they talking people. about like strangling people? Oh, uh, I wonder if there's supposed to be a comma. Because it's what is wire. It called? It's called well, West think... Coast wire rope and rigging. So I wonder if it's like wire oh. rope and rigging. If things, I heard yeah. wire rope, I would think of like a stranded cable, like a like, like you metal, have right, like a metal rope. Yeah, like on a winch or on a like a. Yeah, I, don't know. I think that's what it is because it Tram. doesn't appear to be. What what is that thing called where it's like a wire and then there's like a handle on each end and it's for like choking someone? A is it a, a garrot wire? A, a garrot. Yeah. A garrot. Garrot wire. Yeah. Called? Yeah, trust me. I've played a lot of video games where your yeah. goal is to assassinate people. Right. Yes. That's honestly that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, in the video games when you like pull out the <laughs> you know, in Hitman. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking love that game. I wish we could be sponsored by Hitman. That's a great game. <laughs> this week we're going to be sponsored by Ubisoft and uh, Hitman. So. Rockstar okay. game. <laughs> you know what else I'm excited about, guys? <laughs> what? It's in the game. The Boss MS3. And let me tell you why. You son of a bee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I was having all kinds of second thoughts last episode, but I totally solved them all. It totally <laughs> redeemed itself. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I'd love to hear about it for 30 seconds. I yeah. played this gig the other night, and it worked out really well. And uh, it, it worked how I wanted it to, so I was happy. That's about all. How did you solve the problem of... Um, I had yeah. just, I was just sloppy when I was making my patches to begin with, and I had compressors and certain patches where I didn't want them and things like that. So it was, a, it was a solve a problem. Like it was a user error issue. So it was a 
it was an inconsistent compression issue. Yeah, which makes sense why it would okay. be like, you know, the so levels would be all screwed up. It was due to your own incompetence? Yes. <laughs> okay. You could say that. And that would be accurate. I like it. I approve of this MS3 story. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, the only thing you hate, <laughs> the only thing you love more than crapping on the MS3 is talking about how stupid I am. <laughs> Bill, you do anything dumb lately? You're a sad oh, person. Oh, mistake. <laughs> Uh, I feel good. I'm not. I'm not super sad. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. No, I think that's. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to know who you are. You know. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we to, to we, know what we you should like. make that a. We should make that a segment. Like, um, you know those times when you're like, rewiring your pedal board, and you're like, wait, why isn't it working? Something's broken, and then you realize you put like everything in on the wrong side of the pedal. Or maybe totally. just, or maybe just one, like just one time and yeah, like yeah. No. ten pedals, and you're like, like, it's not working. You've seen how my board's set up with like the switcher, and then my pedals are upside down <laughs> oh, above <yeah>. it. <laughs> so everything, but then one of them bad. isn't. So yeah, I did it. I did that like four times before. <laughs> you know, I got it last night. I was that driving was my <laughs> car, which I rarely do, and I was trying Hello. to like, put my up, my, get my phone to play through the system. And it looked like it was hooked up, and I kept not hearing audio, so I like kept unplugging it and plugging it back in, and like I turned the car off and turned it back on to get it to connect. And then I remembered that I had turned the volume all the way down when I was talking to my friend. (laughs) (laughs) There was no sound because I had turned the volume to zero. Yeah, but I sat there for like a good ten minutes trying to figure this stupid thing out. (laughs) Oh yeah. Not, yeah, I've yes. done that. And there's like, there's even points where like I'm like it's probably the volume, and then I don't check it because I, you know, like <laughs> yes. for some reason you just like no, you're not that stupid, but you are that stupid. <laughs> I've, That's I've awesome done that, that you talk like, yourself out uh, of checking it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll go through Can't the mess of like I'll go through the mess of like hooking up my pedal board and everything. Like I've rewired my whole pedal board and I, and so I, and it doesn't work. And so I start checking power cables and patch cables and everything. And then realize like, I didn't have a cable plugged into the amp at all. That's yeah. I'm a smart guy. Should I talk about how I went to grad school though? So then people think I'm smart again. (laughs) I did. I did this recently too. Yesterday as well. This is another stupid thing I did yesterday. I was recording, um, so just for fun, I was like recording some guitar tracks. Um, and so how I had it set up is I was using a, a DI box with an XLR into my interface and then plugging the quarter inch into that, you know? So it's kind of uh, like a buffer so it doesn't hit get the full signal. So it doesn't hit the the preamp so hard of the interface. Yeah. Um, so I had unplugged it to record a vocal part. And plugged it into my microphone so i was like strumming my guitar and it was plugged into the guitar and plugged into the box and i was like why does it sound so like thin and far away <laughs> and it's, it's because it was just getting picked up by the microphone from like three, three <laughs> yeah, feet <I> away <laughs> i'm like there's Man, signal, it but it so sounds crappy. terrible <laughs> you're like trying to eq it and stuff yeah <laughs> it was funny this, this eq is worthless it's not changing anything <laughs> yeah this sucks. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty this good. other dumb thing I did was once I started a podcast as a joke. Yeah. And then I kept yeah. recording it 
and then you over here and then you wasted <laughs> hundreds of hours of your life <laughs> yeah you, you started it as a joke immediately you came up with the idea yeah and then started and it like 24 hours later <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was good though it's it's been a good run yeah yeah, we've had a good run. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. This is our last episode. We're, We're going to announce that. This is the last episode ever. Yeah. Episode so, 63. Thanks for friendship, guys. The end. Let's say thanks for friendship and then be silent for like 30 seconds. <laughs> you know what? We have to we gotta record at least six more episodes, though, at this point. Yeah, we got to get to episode 69. Yeah, yeah. we have to. Um, so we got some cool things to talk about this week, right? Yeah, I think so. We're going to talk well, about... Well, besides the cool things that we've already talked about. Guitars. Grad school. We're going to talk about Jane Cook. <laughs> how, how dumb people in, from grad Cable school ropes. are. Cable ropes. Guitar ropes. Wire ropes. Wire ropes. We talked intelligently about those for a minute. Rot wires. The, the superiority of West Coast companies. Yeah. 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 So we should talk about uh, this new Porter Pickups guitar. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, talk, let's about, talk about something we don't, I don't know think, about. No, I because I don't think you guys had even heard about it until recently, right? Until I showed uh -huh. it to you the other day. Yeah, oh, Aaron, you're the sure... one that tells us about all the cool new things. <laughs> no, I I think they announced it like I want to say it was it was before Summer Nam, but I think it was like a couple a few months before that. Um, it's it's been around for a little while. Been around. <laughs> um, it's it's been at least announced um oh so here we go yes no that's something else anyway it's been around okay. since like the early like late spring at least um so what it is is porter pickups is a pretty popular pickup company at least in circles that we are familiar with um and they make so <laughs> They're one of those companies, I think, that's like kind of not explicitly Christian, but like pretty heavily tied to the praise and worship scene. Okay. And they so like, they consistently pray over their pickups yeah. before they mail them out. Yeah, I don't They're know. Porter, because like Jesus is the porter of our souls or something. Yes. <laughs> right. No, I think they're called Porter because the guy that makes them is named Brian Porter. Oh. I was like, do you remember when people would talk about Salvage Customs, how they, like, where they got their name? I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's because of, like, Salvation. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> has nothing to do with the fact that he's salvaging wood to make these boards. <laughs> yeah, at least originally he was, right? It was, like, barn wood and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For the longest time, I was saying Savage Custom. Uh -huh. Like, in my, in my head, like, the cursive, I just, I don't know why. Like, That's not a yeah. bad name. I know, Savage, Savage Custom sounds pretty awesome, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna do that, Savage Cut. Since he's not making boards right now, anyway, like, yeah, steal his font, Savage Custom, sa Savage Custom pedal boards. Um, so anyway, they're not as Christian as say like um, Jackson Audio, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where, they try to, where they try to trick you into thinking that Jesus approves of them. Um, but... <laughs> that was the worst. Allegedly, but, like all the so like all the, most of their demo videos are done through. Um, worship tutorials on youtube so they do like they teach you how to play worship songs but they also do demos um, and then they anyway, use like they use the weird christian christianese when they're talking about it like 
check out this check out this pickup it's like it's so anointed man <laughs> yeah, it's anointed. <laughs> Stupid. not like those other not like those other pickups this one anointed. <laughs> so porter pickups they make pickups and then recently they started making guitars and which is kind of a jump i mean i i would i would think it seems like it but it also seems they're doing the dill as it were yeah, kind of log like it's a logical extension, I suppose. Like it's a jump in terms of manufacturing, but it's not really like you know, it's not like a stretch in terms of market. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. Like I just it just seems like you go like like Emerson started yeah. with capacitors and then went to wiring kits, right? Yeah. And then they started making pedals. And, and then they started making pedals. And like which I, have capacitors in them, yeah, yes, and wires. And I, I, but this is like Goodyear right? started making a car or something. Exactly. Yes. Kind exactly. Of. It would be. It would. It would be more like if the people who make the motor start making a car, because like pickups are a pretty big part of the guitar, but they're also like not really structurally integral to the guitar. Yeah, like construction-wise, they're they're very different. Yeah. Right. Like it takes a very different set of tools and skills and everything to build a guitar. Yes. And that that's why it seemed odd to me. I mean, and I don't I'm not speaking from a from a place where, you know, oh yeah. I've played one well, of their guitars and I don't get it. I'm just I, think it was I, I have no idea. Surprising to a lot of people when it happened. Like that seemed to be the general feeling. It's like, whoa, they're making guitars now? Not like, oh yeah, of course. Right. Um, but anyway, so they have one model. And it's called the Krosis, some Greek word, which is where the like weird Christian thing comes in. Krosis <laughs> mean? Like ah, it's it probably up. probably some Bible thing. Yeah, it's probably like some word. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I fair to know. say. All that shows up is <laughs> world I, of Warcraft. I hope it means like. <laughs> but like the whole the whole marketing spiel for it is that. It's, I mean, it's a similar setup to the Titan and to how the little stinker was, um, where you can basically buy these different loaded pit guards, or you can configure it, you know, from yeah, the so get-go. It's, it's with a just... single body, and you get to choose, like, what pickups you have. And it's the same as the Titan in that it also has, like, the quick connect system, so you yeah, can exactly. do it easily. Um, the one difference is that you can get a rosewood neck. A rosewood fretboard. Well, yeah, I'm looking at one that has a rosewood neck, though. Oh, really? It's kind of wild. It might just be a finish on it, but it's and it smells. Dark. It smells really good. So the sound is probably a lot darker on that one, then. Yeah, so you can get a rosewood fretboard or a maple fretboard. Um, the body is kind of like it reminds me of. Have you seen the Gibson Grabber bass? Yeah, the the maple of... ones like taste sweeter, right? It's like a sweeter. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. a mapley sweet like yeah sound yes. a syrupy yeah. sound yeah <laughs> there's a grabber for sale locally that and i'm like when i was getting into bass i was very uh intrigued and curious about it because it's uh, <laughs> they're pretty cool looking bass curious have i talked about the one that i was in contact with the lady at my church that had one uh-uh i don't think so, so. This lady who played bass at my church had the one with the sliding pickup. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. She bought it in the 70s and then it had been under, like, just under a bed in a case for like Man. 30 plus years. And then she randomly pulled it out with the same strings on it, I'm pretty sure. That thing was so cool. That's awesome. I loved it so much. She ended up being kind of a jerk and whatever. People over. <laughs> Why? Because she wouldn't give it to you. <laughs> no, it was like this weird thing where, anyway, I don't want to get into yeah. it. But church politics um so anyway it was cool but oh. so it kind of has that look and feel to it the porter guitar um, you mean she couldn't play so, at all but but she was married to the pastor so she had to be on the team every weekend <laughs> like that kind of a thing careful phil <laughs> no so i'll tell you what happened if you want to know this guy came in locally and i guess he used to be like a youth pastor around here like 20 or something 30 years ago so, so people, he's a big shot. So people know him because he's like local and it's a smallish town, you know. Um, yeah, and he's so, a big shot. And he has like a big church in LA now. And so mm-hmm. he came down to start a church plant, quote unquote, that was like an extension of his church in LA. And he yeah, basically of course. just like he like went to all the other local churches and like took people who were like working in ministry there and like grabbed just them sniped them. Yeah, he sniped them Whoa. for his church, but did it like totally shady and under the radar, and like no one knew. So this lady just like stopped showing up. <laughs> she was playing bass every week. She just stopped showing up. Hey, she and got then, a better offer. She found she found a better Jesus, but she, but she didn't take her bass with her. <laughs> she found a better Jesus. She left her bass there for like two months, and then one day there was like a some kind of men's breakfast on Saturday or something, and she showed up during that and just like grabbed the bass and left and never. <laughs> <laughs> so, so guys here's the thing about that porter guitar though so like okay it, it's kind of it, it seems like it's becoming a trend and we've talked about this with the m2 as well where uh there's a lot of these guitars that are just completely top loaded and, and it simplifies manufacturing and and things yeah, like yeah. that but um but we saw it with the titan and the little stinker but the difference in my mind is like so titan and roni already had like you already oh, had guitar. confidence in their ability to build a guitar yeah right and then they're just yes. offering pickup options where porter is like i get the fact that they make you know they make pickups for all different kinds of guitars and yeah. so i see the appeal there but like i have no faith in their ability to build a good guitar you know well here's the other thing so those both occupy like a specific space too so like the so paul roni that was like a new model like you said like he had it but it was still like handmade it was still a roni i guess that's kind of what you're saying right yeah like it was still and even with the titan where he's not making the necks like they're still yeah they're still finished by him like it's still the, yeah so the, same guy same shop is just a feature on a guitar that you would have already had some faith in you know yeah, yeah, and the little sneakers are running, but the Titan was also like it's. I mean, it's an entirely new line of guitars where it's like a budget guitar, basically, not budget in yeah, terms of I like guess, real yeah, life, I guess but budget in terms of Titan is different in that sense. But yeah, but that makes sense because he's out just slightly. Yeah, and there's limited options. But the thing about the Porter one is it's basically the same as the Titan in terms of like you you have one neck option. You can get fretboards, and there's more color options, but it's like double the price. It's a lot. Yeah, of money. like if you go sure. configure one, just they basically start it in like the twenty two hundred range. 
Yeah, for what doesn't but, seem to be a handmade guitar. But see, they're not. But the, here's the genius of it: is that they're not cl- claiming that this is a that this is a um a low end boutique no, handmade guitar. They're just saying, "Hey, we make guitars now." And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could be from, so, like, but I want to know like who's actually making them is the thing. Yeah, like that's the weird, uh, like they come from a point of like, okay, we already charge a ton of money for our pickups as pickups go. Exactly. But it's like that's because you've built this reputation. Like you can't, you can't just take your name and automatically jump into that same level of a different like. So here know, we go. It's not a different industry, but it's here we go. I'm reading from their website. Says that Brian Porter began his Probably career building there. guitars oh. first as a hobby, and then it grew into a business. And while he was doing that, he kind of learned about pickups, and then focused specifically on pickups. So what you're saying is he so shouldn't he be charging was, that much for pickups. He was building guitars, and then he started making pickups, and that kind of became his business. But it's like if he was that good oh, at building guitars, guitars, he probably would have stuck with that, right? <laughs> yeah, that I, I don't know about. But what it makes me think cynical. is like that he, he may actually be the one who is at least designing the guitars, if not building them. Well, and for how much they cost, I wouldn't be surprised if he's also building or like, uh, you know, if he's yeah, quote unquote building them, him and his team or whatever. So who knows? Yes. But I don't know. It him. it seems like a weird. It, it seems like he's trying to capitalize off of the name because Porter is like a very. Uh, you know, if you go on any, if you go on any forum and say, Hey, I'm getting a telly, what pickup should I get? Or I'm getting a, you know, yeah. Yeah. Porter pickups come up a lot. Yeah. Right. Porter, Lolar, Porter, Lolar, 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 Lolar. Ooh, I like Lolar. I like that. Um, <laughs> same, same hour, Duncane, same hour, Duncane is another one. <laughs> Dorks. <laughs> um, Dean Kane. I like Dean Kane pickups. Dean <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. He's my favorite Superman. <laughs> he's got a big head. He's got a really big head. I mean, he's Superman, so you would too. His head know. is supersized. Is that what you're saying? I don't mean no. I don't mean metaphorically. I mean, so he has a large, has a large cranium. Dome, giant yeah, dome. not like circumference wise or anything. I'm I'm saying that. Like, Wait, well, no. I am talking circumference-wise. It's like the largest. Say, what way do you mean? Then? <laughs> not circumference, more like a diameter. Like, you know, not, not like in terms of size. Like it's, it's large, but not it's like difficult size. for him to find hats. It's difficult. For, it's not difficult for me to find hats. Did anyone? Uh, did but anyone have a large that part? I don't even know if it made it onto the live stream, but I wore my walrus hat to the to my gig the I other did. night. I said I, I noticed have that it. hat. But did you notice the part? We, I can't remember. Maybe the other guitarist was tuning or something like that, but I had to kill some time. And so I pointed out the fact that how good the hat fit me. And then I turned it around and showed that it's because I don't have the snaps on the back because I can't oh, I, even on, even on the absolute loosest one where only one snap is connected, you know, it still doesn't fit on my head. <laughs> so you're saying you have a Dean Kane size head. <laughs> yeah. I have like a, yeah, okay. I have a Bruce Bochy size head. <clears throat> That's that references for like three people out there. Bruce Butchie has a huge head. So, guys, I got another Deluxe Reverb. Yeah. And I'm I freaking w- stoked about it. I, I, I need to try really hard to not be jealous. Oh, Deluxe Reverb. I, that's While like you talk about it. On my list. 
No, I'm actually happy that you got it because um, I'm I need a new amp, and <laughs> that's kind of the one that I'm moving towards. But I don't know if I want the 65 or the 68. So now that you have both, yeah, you can tell me which one you like more, and I can do the opposite. It's an interesting. So, like for those that aren't familiar, the 60, the 65 is the the black face, the one that you're used to seeing, and the 68 is silver face. Um, the 68 but, is called the 68 custom, right? Yeah, I think they don't even. It's not a reissue. The 65 is an actual reissue, and even though it's not uh, completely true to the old ones, it's it's meant to be like that's the intent of it. Um, and the 68 is it's almost like a vintage. It's not it's not technically a vintage modified, but it it almost is. So like on the 65, <clears throat> there's two inputs, but like the reverb and the tremolo only work on one of the inputs on the vibrato and, uh, channel. Yeah. There's four inputs. Yeah, so there's like a high and low input on the two two different channels. Um and then on the 68, which that's how the original, that's how the old ones work, right? Yeah, exactly. The like functional is just volume yeah. and treble. Can, and I think can originally we, Can we talk about Can we talk about why that that is a common feature and not a switch that says high input, low input with one jack. Like I'm genuinely curious. Why is that a thing? I think, I think it probably comes from a time where this was like, this was your PA. And so potentially you were plugging two different instruments into both of those jacks. And you know, one of them was a guitar and one was a, I don't know, keyboard or something. Wow. Okay. But I think like back in the day when this is these were like the only amps you had on stage. So they were also they were also like your powered mixer, essentially, you know, um, I don't know that that's true. But that's that's why I've heard that uh, like the like part of why they have the normal channel and the vibrato channel is because people would use it for different. They'd use it as a keyboard or a bass amp or something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, in today's world, the feature set seems weird for sure. But you still see it yeah. on like, like even on like because the AC fifteen the, the current AC fifteens aren't meant to be like you know faithful reissues or whatever, but they still have the two different inputs yes, instead exactly. of just a switch, you know. Right. They don't have two inputs on the same channel though. Or do they? No, no, no. So it's a well no, it's two separate channels. Te- I mean like technically like technically neither yeah. of these amps have, have two channels because they have two inputs to the same no because the deluxe reverb has well yeah but so it has two pre so it isn't they aren't channels in this they aren't channels in the sense of like a like a marshall amp that has two channels or whatever but yes so it's right they're not completely separate so if you want to say like the like the top boost input on it or the top boost channel on an ac15 and just the normal channel yeah it's it's weird that there isn't just a top boost but so what what i'm saying is the, even the AC15 has two, but the Deluxe Reverb has four inputs because it yeah, has exactly. two for the normal and two for the vibrato. And I don't know why that is. You see it on bass amps because uh, because active pickups are so common in basses, and so you'll have like a high and a low input. You'll use the low input if you have active pickups that are really high output or whatever. Um, but yeah, on a on a guitar amp, it, but it probably is just easier to have two inputs going to the same place with one having like a capacitor, a different cap in it, than it is to like make that switchable. 
Probably so. And I mean, from a usability standpoint, it's kind of nice to know, like, you know, when you're up on stage and it's dark and stuff, you know that if you plug into that jack that it'll be this and you don't have to worry about how the switch is configured or something. I don't know. I just don't think, I mean, it makes, like, so having the one and two, that doesn't bother me. Like, that makes sense. I would rather have, be able to switch between normal and vibrato easily than the one and two input you know what i mean the high and low input that's that's one thing that's like you're gonna be switching back and forth between those like you're not gonna need a switch where you're switching your guitar up No, like you're gonna choose one and stick with it yeah but you can turn on the vibrato can't you doesn't it have like if you can get a foot pedal that lets you do yeah that's the weird the annoying thing though okay so on the 65 uh, uh and just to go back to a couple one thing that's interesting is the 65 has a nicer well a more expensive speaker and it's also made in the usa where the 68 is made in mexico mm. but the price is the 68 more though no the 68 is like 1050 and the 65 is 1100 oh so it's 40 bucks more yeah well <laughs> 50 dollars more what'd you go to grad school for <laughs> no, so I was looking at the price and it said ten ninety nine, and I was thinking that you said it was ten fifty nine. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, but yeah, it's weird that they're so close in price tonight, right? Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it kind of weird? Like, it's kind of weird, but it's like it's like an American standard versus like a, a Mexican like special thing, you know? Like, so like the like an American special telly is barely more than like a. Baja Tally, for example. But these are both like, like the sixty-five is is like the nicest American amp you can get, and maybe it's just because it just shows the difference in amps and guitars. Because with an amp, most of what you're paying for is the parts. Like, there's not a ton of like artistry or you know hand crafting that goes into yeah, either of like these amps. The neck of it, there's no. Yeah, there's not like fretwork and stuff like yeah. that. But, but it's. So one annoyance, and you you've probably seen these things. People people will post these and make fun of them because you'll see these little uh, TRS jacks that people will sell that just look oh, yeah, like yeah. a jack by itself. And what yeah. it actually does, the reason you need those, and it's annoying that it's the same way on the sixty eight. I wish they had switched it because you have to have, like, if you don't have a foot switch plugged in, so you that can't use the vibrato. Yeah, both switches are open. Like it has the reverb on, but the vibrato is off. Oh, weird. So if if you see those little jacks, what they're actually doing is just shorting the vibrato yeah. contact so that oh, the vibrato is right. on. Okay. Um, and the 68 the same way. And it's a weird decision in my... And again, it's like one of those things that they did because that's the way they've always done it. But in my mind, like, if you don't want the vibrato on, you just turn the intensity all the way down and it's off. Is and there anything... Want, yeah. <clears throat> like, or it's just you just stick a quarter inch connector in there and it's fine. Well, it has to have a wire, so like it'll have a just wire from one of the leads. Smash to some foil in there. Well, you couldn't you couldn't short both of them because then then it would turn the reverb off. So you just short one of them from ground. one of the leads to where to ground. So like a TRS has three mm-hmm. contacts. It has the ground, like the yeah, you yeah. know shield or whatever, and then the two. And I don't know if it's the tip or the ring. The that's the the ring and the sleeve. Yeah, so like the sleeve would be would be connected to one of the other two. Um, okay. Uh, it's like a really simple thing to do, but if I wasn't yeah. soldering and I wanted something like that, but it's not. You know, it's not just like a connector. It's not ridiculous. Yeah, it's not as ridiculous as people make it seem when they post yeah. pictures of it online. You know, it's only like ten bucks usually they charge for it. Yeah, so. they're usually like five bucks or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, so I have one that I made that I that I just leave in the back of my of my deluxe reverb. So that so the sixty five deluxe reverb has been my main amp for a long time, but I've always been curious about the sixty eight because the sixty five the two channels are voiced basically the same, um, and the only real difference is that one of them has vibrato and reverb, um, and so most people who have a 65 just never use the normal channel um right you just plug in but then the 68 they've they voiced the vibrato channel a little bit differently um and it's not as harsh which i'm gonna do a video one of these days but even if you clip you the like bright cap not copy oh okay like totally yeah yeah like there's a ton of high-end like almost crackle in a 65 when you use overdrive um mm -hmm. And so they've sort of toned that down a little bit, but then it you kind of pay for it on the clean sound because the clean sound isn't as isn't as bright and you know what other uh, buzzwords can we come up with sparkly and not some spanky you know. yeah bell chimey yeah these <laughs> are chimey not fenders I apologize <laughs> yeah um, but then I the but then the normal channel like that I don't know what they mean by the way like I literally don't know what that means. Yeah, like some some of those buzzwords that are annoying, they at least you at least understand what they mean. But then some of them, it's like I don't even like I speak English and I'm fairly literate when it comes to guitars. <laughs> and I yeah, still like, don't know. I know a little bit about guitars and I use words. That's my job. Yeah, <laughs> like you're a professional at knowing what words mean. Another thing is like I know that tube sag means something, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> That's just like my own ignorance, I think. But I can't figure it out. Do you know what that means when people say that? Like it has tube sag. What does that mean? I well Is that kind of like a delay like from when you hit to when you hear it? A little bit, yeah. And it's uh like tubes the way that they distort, the way that they clip is softer and there's a little bit of a delay. Like a normal circuit like if a, you it's hit it. Kind of like blooms into into distortion rather than just like distorting. A little bit, yeah, but I don't. But tube sag might be a very specific thing, and I don't. That's I don't what I'm know, thinking. That's I, think, what I, mean. I don't think that's like slang. I think that's like an actual thing that I just don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, but I could be wrong. I think tube sag actually. Remember that ad from the early days of sixty cycle hum with that girl in it? <laughs> I think that might have been what they were talking about. Oh gosh, there's some tube sag in that one. So, so the the normal channel though on the sixty eight <laughs> has a basement uh, tone stack on it, and. Uh. And it is like significantly different. And so it's, I don't know, so far, like for the absolute clean sound, I was playing uh, my jazz caster, like Telecaster uh, through it. And the, the normal clean sound, I don't like on the 68 as much as the 65, but it's, mm. it's definitely more versatile. Um, and I, I've, I've sort of learned, I've, I've gotten to love the way that distortion sounds through the 65, but I think that, most people would probably prefer the 68 when it comes to pedals. Um, is it like, so when I, my, one of the things that I kind of hate, and this is the main reason why I don't like the tube screamer is I, I'm really not into like super smooth overdrive or distortion. Is that yeah. the thing that, that you think people are wanting that they can't get out of the 65? I think so. Yeah. Because even like when you clip, the bright cap and it's 
it, it honestly crackle isn't a great word to describe it that it's the best word i can think of it really does kind of sizzle yeah like it it crackles <laughs> when, you, when you hit it really hard and i love that sound but i think a lot of people just think it's too hard and it people always say like high end fizz and i'm like that sounds cool to me yeah <laughs> yeah and i think part of it is because you don't it's not the same as if you just crank up the 65 like it it doesn't sound like mm. it, but but it does and so maybe that's what people are good they want it to sound like when it's cranked but just at lower volumes yeah and you you don't get that as easily in the in the 65 is that's like preamp versus power amp though right isn't it like if you're hitting maybe i don't know pedal, that's like in the preamp section whereas if you crank it you're kind of driving the power tubes more yeah why doesn't yeah, somebody make a fizz pedal a fizz i think that's like a top boost or not top boost but like a treble booster no it's kind of that no okay sorry i want i want a i mean that's pedal. a it's a it's a distortion pedal really it's like a ds1 that's a fizz pedal it's true really yeah get a get a dan electro um fab distortion that's like all fizz all the time yeah but i guess so like if i were to hit if i were to hit the 65 with a super clean uh boost like really hard it would sound quite a bit different than if you were to just go in with a normal level and turn the amp up to that same level if that makes sense yeah, yeah. where the 68 would be more similar and so i think that's part of uh I think that's part of why people say that the 65s don't take pedals as well because it just doesn't sound like the amp does when it's cranked up when you hit it with a with a boost or whatever. But I Which like is, it. I love the way it sounds, you know. But I think but, yeah, but I think that's not what I think of when I think of like takes pedals well. Like for me, I mean I know some people probably do, but for me it's like is it clear enough that the amp kind of gets out of the way of the pedals so you can hear the pedal. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, that's like, I don't know. That's that's the sound that I'm looking for. But I'll I'll be the first to admit that it's not the sound everyone's yeah. looking for. But yeah, yeah I like to fair. hear, and that's why, like, I I get annoyed at like the elitist people who were like, well, if you had a good enough amp, you wouldn't need pedals like that. And it's like, I don't know. I want to have pedals that sound crazy. You know, like, yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with that. I don't need a I don't need to buy a Dumble and just have that be my overdrive sound or whatever. I'd rather have a Pelotar and a Harbinger. Right, and a half right. Horse. Yeah, Party like there's, uh, I I could go on and on, but that's just like a, I hate that <laughs> argument. It's so stupid. It's like, like we got into some some dude on the tone mob the other day was like, oh, I don't know, like, oh no, it was in Guitar Nerds. He was like, you guys need to stop talking about pedals so much. <laughs> and they're like, well, I mean, for one thing, like guitars and amps are basically only announced at NAM. And so yeah, there's new pedals all the time. So like that's one thing. Yeah, but totally. the other thing is like, people like like use pedals. Like that's a th like, big part of the guitar world. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> but this guy was like, oh, BB King didn't use pedals. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and everything he played basically sounded. Yeah, the same. neither did like Robert Johnson or whatever. But like, <laughs> so I was like, Beethoven didn't even play a guitar. So yeah, <laughs> so why are you even playing guitars? Like, like that's such a stupid argument. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you driving a car? Cavemen didn't drive cars. I know. That's that's what that's the argument I always bring up. <laughs> it's like, why are you idiots using Facebook? My parents didn't use Facebook. They're great. They still BB don't. King didn't use, use Facebook. Facebook. 
BB yeah. King. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, right. my mom's on that's Facebook a, now. That's not a bad uh, episode yeah. title either. I posted a relatively, um, not like controversial, but political post, and she responded to it in, in opposition, um, <laughs> which was <laughs> fine. Mom. Like I didn't care about that, but then other people started commenting on her comment, and I was yeah, like, yeah. They started attacking so her like out. they do. Yeah. Not like, like attacking her person. No, but yeah. it's like all of your other like, friends who who sort like, of lean oh, the same God, way as you do <laughs> are like yeah. attacking your mom. <laughs> I will say I deleted the post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm not gonna tell people to calm down. I'm just gonna delete the post. I felt a little bit bad about it, but not really because it's my Facebook. <laughs> people think that actually that is the reason why I don't I don't post things like of any. Uh, controversy on my personal page because yeah i don't want people fighting. i don't want my friends arguing yes. with my aunts and uncles exactly <laughs> yeah exactly part of it's because i don't want to find out which of my friends are like you know racist idiots or whatever <laughs> so i'm i'd rather you just stay as like a high school acquaintance for me and not be like you know yeah, a white supremacist guy. Yeah. That I went to school we, with. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're the guy I had bi- biology with right after lunch, and yeah. not that's you're enough. The for racist. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with telling you when my band is playing. I get not, in trouble not knowing because, your political views because of the way my brain works. I twist words. <laughs> you twist words. Yeah. You're a word twister. For those of you who don't know. This is a funny joke that you can get in on. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's leave it. Let's not tell. It. Let's leave the mystery. Basically, Aaron's thing. Aaron's been accused of of twisting words, and uh, by literally by literally copy pasting and quoting exactly. back to someone exactly what they said. <laughs> the truest form of word twisting. <laughs> the original word twisting, which is just uh, repeating. Mirroring, the, yeah, basically. It's, it's where you where you twist someone's words from what they thought they said to what they actually <laughs> twist them 180 degrees and say them back to them. Um, Although one, you can one, argue, <laughs> you can argue, hey, when I said that 30 minutes ago, when I typed that 30 minutes ago, I was a different person. I'm a new person now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found a better Jesus now. So yeah, so stop twisting my words, Aaron. I'm, I'm a sorry. new person. Well, they're not your words; they're someone else's words. <laughs> right. You you no longer claim ownership of those words. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Um, now that they're well, out in the world. Another new thing in my life is um I've we I've been talking to Sean Wright from Lollygagger Pedals. I think I mentioned this on the last episode briefly. Um anyway, he sent us the one of his Canalia pedals. Us. Um he sent it to me and he said to send it to you guys if you want to play it too. So yes, us. Okay. Bill's he not sent gonna it, play it ever probably because he, he never. He sent to it to those. Slum Headquarters, which is in El Centro, to, California. Your Slum El South. Your <laughs> Slum Southwest. Yeah, um, I guess your Gear Slum South, and Gear Slum East. Yeah, and Phil's right. North. Yep. I think I think you are the right person to send it to though because I think you, uh, even though I really enjoy overdrive and distortion pedals and everything, I think you probably enjoy them the most out of all of us yeah probably and enjoy sort of a very a wide range even though you hate tube screamers you enjoy a wide range of uh overdrive types and everything i hate tube screamers but one of the pedals i um regret selling the most is my signet drive which is a modified tube screamer (laughs) (laughs) but i like it because the mode where it takes the clipping diodes out is really cool like the open sound um actually 
The fact yeah, that Aaron hates Tube Screamers is the reason why he's the good person. Because it's like he doesn't love all uh, dirt pedals. Like, just, oh, anything dirt. I love it. Yeah. He, he's got things that he loves in dirt and things that he loathes in dirt. <laughs> Where with me, anyway. it's like, does it make my guitar sound insane? Like, Jamie, <laughs> Jamie Davis posted... A, Cut that out where I said Jamie's name. That's against the <laughs> rules. I'll be it. Stamp it. <laughs> um, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. Yeah, Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd. <laughs> um, he posted about how he sold his, his King of Tone and how he was kind of regretting it. And yeah, I, was, yeah. I was thinking to myself, like, man, I didn't regret that one bit. That that pedal wasn't nearly loud enough for me. And then I realized, like, oh, yeah, I'm just <laughs> – all I like is distortion and fuzz. <laughs> It's like not much subtlety to my. I like uh, a lot of volume on my pedals, my dirt pedals, stomp boxes. Yeah, part of it for me is like, I like if I can't tell a significant difference in the way my guitar sounds, it's like, ah, what's the point? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just don't. I generally don't like guitars or pedals that make that keep your amp sounding like your amp. Well, that's partially because you hate the way your amp sounds. (laughs) Well, but it's also like. So like the whole like the the clon boost thing, everyone's like, oh, it just sounds like your amp turned up. Like, no, it yeah. doesn't. Because if it right. did, if if it did, it would be unnecessary. It literally, your amp. like, it is not transparent. You're lying to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so the Canalia is actually a pretty cool pedal. I gotta say, um, I plugged it in a little bit and I recorded some, showed you guys. Yeah, yeah. It's fun and. I find I don't use the the gain knob very much, but like just the pre and the post mixing them together is pretty cool. You can go from like compressed to quote unquote amp. Like I'm making air fingers. What what do they call them in Britain? There's a funny word for them. But... Oh yes. Oh dang it. I'll think of it while you're talking because I love it. It's funny ears. No, it's better than that. Um, it's not. So... Scare quotes, but that's a different thing. Dang it, what is it? No, so, uh, so anyway, it, it goes from like both ends. Kangaroo so... ears. <laughs> no, no. It's cool. It's a good pedal, and we're I'll be doing more. I'll probably do some live stream in the group this week um, when I have time, and I'm planning to check it out more today. Find some cool sounds. But it's fun. Sneer quotes? No. No. Dang it, <laughs> why can't I think of it? Anyways. Sneer uh, quotes, it, I like that. It's kind of... You correct me if I'm wrong. Well, they call Aaron. it inverted commas. That's oh, just so you're just call. saying quotation marks, yeah. That's what they call quotations, yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. In inverted commas, yeah, you hear that a lot. My only reference for British <laughs> for British culture is guitar nerds. G-A-K. Oh, yeah. So if as long as it's something that they say. So I, in my mind, British people say brilliant all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, lovely. So is it... So it seems like with the Canalia, one of the one of the main selling points, or something that sets it apart, is that it's made in these wood enclosures that are very like, uh, yes, fancy. That's a big deal. Like they're they're kind of flamey and and they have all kinds of cool color finishes and you know, yeah. The and, one and that the, I have is like tiger striped denim stained wood. Yeah, which is actually pretty awesome looking. I that's always been my favorite like. When I see a PRS, I don't tend to like flame maple that much. But if you see one that's like a, a dark blue or like the denim, like the dark to light blue, I actually like those. Um, well, and, and to make it 
structurally sound. That's why I think you said this last week. That's why it's so big, right? Yeah, like it's I was looking pretty at, huge. I was looking at one of your pictures of it from the side, and yeah, like, yeah, it's super tall. It's really tall, and you can see the line of, of the the top, the thickness of the top, is really thick, and that's so it won't. Yeah, it's like crack when you basically step on three it. pieces so it has like the top top and then it has like the walls around the sides and then it has the base yeah it's like a an acoustic guitar basically yeah but the top is like three quarters of an inch thick yeah because <laughs> right. it's not it's not just like a veneer on metal or whatever but i guess you correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like that is one of the main selling points and one of the things that sets it apart and actually that's probably the thing that appeals to us least it sounds like right. the pedal itself yeah is actually- Really yeah, cool. so I know I know a lot of people are not into that, and I'm not really into that either. Like that's my least favorite aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I feel. But aside, like, but aside from that, it sounds like it's actually a pretty cool. Uh, I really like the circuit. Like, I, if it was in a regular enclosure, I would put it on my board. In this enclosure, I would own one probably. Like if I had extra room for extra, but I would never put it on my board. And keep yeah. it in the closet. It would just be like a thing that I use when I'm at home or like for recording and stuff. But like, I just can't see putting the, and I'm not, it's not that I worried about it breaking or anything. I just can't see having something that big for a single overdrive on my board. Yeah. I wonder if like, if I was the kind of guy who had one overdrive pedal only, then yeah, definitely. But I want as many as I can. Yeah. I always love it when I see those uh, people post their boards. And there's like a clon and then a bunch of reverb and delay pedals. And I'm like, I don't understand yeah, yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I can't relate to that. So it's kind of a bummer because I really like it. And I would totally rock it if it was in like a. I wonder if you would ever, if I you would ever consider making like a, a Canalia mini or something like that. That was yeah, just so I was thinking down. Like, cool if he had like a deluxe and a standard model. And like the standard was just a regular enclosure and the deluxe was in the wood. Because obviously yes. that enclosure that enclosure appeals to a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Not, like, I don't, and it's not ugly. It's just not what I want. Well, yeah, like it's really well. Like if that's what you want to do, he executes on it really well. Yeah. And it costs. I'm sure that that the labor and uh, uh, parts. Oh, yeah, and the finish cost, time and everything. Exactly. I'm sure that costs yeah. more money. Like he could he could do the same circuit in just a you know freaking metal box but then with that yeah but at the same time it's like it's like asking prs to like not do flame top guitars it's like that's what they do no it's not it's asking them to also do something else which they do like a villa yeah but but like if that's but but they don't but they don't market it as like this is the exact same thing as a custom 24 yeah yeah that's that's why like you get into problems when it's circuits that's yes that's because it's like this is the same circuit and then it's like well then why would (laughs) i buy you know yeah right 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 so i don't know it's a it's a tough and granted let's let's just admit up front that we're not really his target audience probably so yeah yeah i think that's probably fair so i don't know that it's in his best interest to just try to appeal to us three idiots you know yeah but like i I get it i wish it was different but i understand the impulse to not make it different also so so you know what else i wanted to talk about guys friendship yeah thanks for it oh (laughs) all right guys (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Gear Slum. Thank you to Sinusoid and to the Gabriel Tenorio String Company. 
and Gabriel. to West Coast Wire Rope. <laughs> They're our third sponsor now. They're our silent sponsor. <laughs> Go buy some shirts. Check them out. Everybody. Check them out. East Bay. They're in Oakland. Uh, buy shirt. We got sizes. We got sizes of shirts. Go buy them. Thanks for friendship. <laughs> Thanks for friendship. Were you going to end that with something, Eric? Were you going to say something other than we got sizes? No. That's what I was wanting to say. We got sizes. Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. Oh, we didn't count. Plus, one, you sounded like two, completely uninterested three, in the podcast. Four, I did. Yes. Shut up, Phil. Was, I thought that was one of my best yet. Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hello. Un- don't forget to unplug your webcam. <laughs>